Welcome to the Modern Savvy CPA, where financial expertise meets the cutting edge of digital age. I'm Sharon, your host, a certified public accountant, here to guide you through the intricate web of numbers and regulations, offering a fresh perspective of the ever-evolving world of finance. The second part of this video, we're going to talk about the fourth um, thing that we're going to discuss. We're going to talk about developing in investment strategy. So just to let you know, I am a CPA, not a CFP or a financial um, advisor and on securities and or anything like that to do with the stock market. I can tell you what I do. I can tell you what things work for me and I can tell you what I learned in school, but I won't advise you on specific investment strategies, investments at all. So I'll tell you that you do have to, you do have to develop a strategy though. You know, if you want to grow your wealth without pinching pennies. So that's the key. If you want to grow your wealth without cheap pinching pennies. So which is me? I, that was my goal, growing my wealth without pinching pennies. So, you know, you have to invest, you have to invest and you have to do it wisely. That's the key, being smart about it. Why is being smart? So some of the investment strategies and needs you need to consider is, you know, what investment vehicle do you use? Which means, you know, are you in real estate? Are you in stocks? Are you in bonds? Are you in coins? You know, what are you in? Are you in gold? You know, all these different things. I'm just throwing stuff out there on all the different investment things that you can be doing. Are you, are you investing in businesses and in different times of your life, you're, you're going to be in different things. So my, one of my biggest thing and in our culture is land. We say land. So land is real estate. We are big on real estate and um, I've brought that with me and it's continued to show me in my life, in my almost five decades of living, that real estate does work. If, you, if you're always being proper about it, you're doing your research and you're doing, you just don't blindly buy five houses and think you're going to make your money. So, you know, you always need to be strategizing on what you're doing. So one, one of the strategies that I use a lot is real estate and it's worked for me. But the key for me is to, is your allocation, you know, overall your allocation needs to be diversified. And if a hundred percent of your stuff in the, is in real estate and you're not, you haven't worked on that properly because, you know, when the when the housing market crashed, there were so many people that were being extra greedy and going towards the market. OK, I'm going to buy five houses. I'm going to buy six houses. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And honestly, if um, if you're in a fixed rate mortgage, your payment on that mortgage will never go up if you don't refinance, except for your insurance and taxes. So you should have a plan on how you're going to pay that. Now, like I said, plans change. If you are investing in real estate and it's rental real estate, you might lose your, your tenant, but you will need to have a safety net for that. Um, if you're smart about that, your tenant, what you're paying should at least be covering the expenses for the home, for the, the house and anything that comes for it. For example, we have a townhouse that we bought when the market crashed. Um, the townhouse, I already know that 
I have a tenant there and they are paying a lot less than market rent, but he's a wonderful tenant and I'm okay with that. The, his rent is paying for the expenses of the home, plus we're saving on saving a little bit because the house needed new appliances. The place needed to be painted. The um, Every time someone moves out, we have to do some renovations. It needed a new AC. We've replaced the washer and dryer. Now I know it was built in the 2000s that it's a townhouse, so it's attached to the other units, that it's going to need a new roof soon. I've already started putting the money aside from the savings for that roof. So if you're a savvy investor in real estate, you're gonna know that you're gonna have to invest some money. Yes, we bought, I will tell you how much we bought that, that townhouse for. We bought it for 105,000. It is worth almost $400,000 a decade later. That's just what it has grown in. That is just the, the gain, the capital gains that is on it. It's not what the townhouse has made in terms of rental income or what have we, um, what yearly income is from it. So obviously you can see that that has worked for us with our real estate, but we've always had a fixed rate mortgage. We've always, you know, kept it within a certain thing. I know that it's an investment property, so the taxes will go up, insurance will go up a little, but you, you always have to be prepared for the emergencies when it comes for that. So when the roof comes, time comes, which I know is coming, I'm gonna have, if not all, some of that money saved up to do the roof. So that's how you, when you're investing, you just don't put the money there and no, not pay attention. You have to periodically check on those things. So the right asset allocation is based on your goals, your time and your time horizon. So you, you need to make sure you're looking at that. You, when you're looking at um, investments, like I just talked about the real estate, is you have to look at the expenses associated with the real estate and how will it impact your return. I know that how the, the expenses from our townhouse is going to impact my return. That is why I'm already saving for that roof. So I will know. So, you know, how do you leverage your diversification across your, your asset allocation, you know? Um, what do you need to look at? The other thing you need to look at is tax implication. So passive income does have preferable tax implications. That is why it is one of my choices. It's my main choice for growing my wealth. I'm gonna pay more tax on the money I make working my nine to five, so to say, that I will on any of the investments that I've made so far. So, you know, if you have long-term capital gains, it's 20, 20%, um, up to 20%. So you need to make sure that, you know, it is investment assets is, has to do with tax implication. And it's one of the preferential things that you need to think about when you're tax planning. What should you be looking at when you're tax planning? If I get a side gig, I'm going to end up paying more tax on that job probably than I will on if I get a rental property or if I'm investing my money on the stock market. So here are some mistakes I think you can you need to avoid, you know. Mistakes to avoid is including speculation, market timing, taking too much out, 
of your um, amount because you're you're too risky you know those are the things that you need those apply across the market whether you are investing in real estate you're investing in gold you're in investing in nfts you're invested in stocks or bond markets etfs anything that you're investing in no matter what people tell you they can only make educated guesses when and how the market can go yes the Data says it's more likely for this to happen than that to happen. There's no way or chance or form unless anything it happens. That's when you know it's 100% time to happen. But we are all educated guessers. The smartest person on the stock market, the smartest person that deals with the stock market, the best economic you know, economist, they are only educating, making educated guess on the timing of things. So number one, it's important to make educated guess and not speculative guess. But it's also important to make, to, to not speculate at all, you know. And tell me who has the crystal ball to, to tell us on market timing. Right now, I watch CNBC a lot. The market timing, everybody's trying to market, they're trying to time the housing market. They're trying to time the macroeconomics, macroeconomic economy. They're trying to time microeconomy, uh, economics. They're trying to time um, the stock market, the bond market, but the, it's changing all the time. If you have that crystal ball and you know exactly what it is, let me know because the smartest people in the world has not been able to time the market yet. So if you're trying to do that, then you're totally lying to yourself. You need to get away from that habit, you know. Uh, so you need to understand what your risks are and you need to understand that there is no such thing as no risk. No risk is is not even putting your money under the mattress because when you put your money under the mattress or in your checking account or your savings account, you're taking a risk. That risk is almost definite. You're going to lose. If, if inflation is 3%, 5%, that money under the mattress, you're losing. Because if you have $100 under the mattress and inflation is, is 3%, you're losing 3%. Because it's under the mattress. Your money is not worth the same. $1 today is not worth $1 tomorrow. So that's a risk. Many people think, oh, I'm not going to risk anything. I'm going to bury my money. Well, that's a risk. And that's a risk that you're definitely going to lose at. So no, I do not believe in money under the mattress. You need to have your money somewhere earning at the rate of inflation or above. Just remember that. So you, you know, you want to make sure that you're looking at different investment things. You want to make sure that you're building your investment strategy. You understand what growth you're trying to grow. You understand, you know, where you're trying to go. You want to understand your long-term time horizon. So the longer your money's invested in certain things, I do not believe in short-term investments whatsoever. If you're going to put your money in real estate or the stock market or anything other than a money market account or a CD or, or something like that, it has to be a long-term aspect. Other than that, if it's a stock market, you're day trading. That's not investing. There's a difference. Day trading and investing. Day trading is a trader that's trying to time the market. Good luck with that. Yes, sometimes you make it big, but sometimes you break your back. So that's up to you if you want to take. That's the highest risk in my, my um, opinion. 
you want to understand depending on your goals depending on your money pot your savings pots your priorities your plan which investment strategy you need to to how you can adjust your your risk with your investment strategy so your investment strategy you need to have different risk level in it depending on what part of um your 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 portfolio you're looking at you know you need to understand you know global diversification in the, in your portfolio you know you need to understand the financial markets around the world this is so much more true today after covid than it was before i have to tell you globalization in my opinion is here to stay whether we like it or not we need to be paying attention when i went to school in the 90s the 80s and the 90s the early 90s america was it our market was it our macroeconomics our microeconomics we were not really paying attention to any of the brick, brick countries or what's happening in china india brazil UK that much. It was all about America. It is not like that anymore. Globalization is here to stay. We need the other markets to survive. You know, we need China to buy our um, our soybeans that our farmers are having. And, you know, they need us to buy clothes or whatever it is that we're buying from them. So it's one hand washes the other, so you need to be paying attention to not only what's happening in America, it's what's happening in the entire world. The U.S. alone is not a good example of true diversification. So you need to be paying attention to what's happening. Whether you put money in certain places or not, you just need to be educated about it. You need to be literate about it. You need to be smart about it. My last point that I'm going to talk to you about is... You know, to keep in mind that, you know, you're better off sticking with decent strategies that work over time than constantly hopping from one place to another. You know, you want to make sure that you pick something that's worked for you. You want to be consistent with what your your road to your road that you're taking on your wealth building. And you want to make sure that you are you know, tweaking it a little bit here or there, but your ideal strategy and your ideal goals should be around the same thing. Your habits should be around the same thing. Now that's the end of this video. Thank you so much. This is Sharon, the Modern Savvy CPA. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, feel free to give me a follow to get updated on new and upcoming episodes and listen in every Tuesday and Thursday where I teach you smart money habits so you can make better money choices with a financial goal focus.